This is Miller's Edge on Tide November and previously said he hopes to be ready to pitch again at some point during the summer. And the Chicago Sun-Times reports the Blackhawks will host next year's Winter Classic at Wrigley Field. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Don't pull up at 6 a.m. to cuddle with me. You know how I like it when you loving on me. For them to miss me. As a talking Tuesday edition of the Miller's Edge here on the Tide 100.9, we're the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday. And uh, we call it Talking Tuesday, which every day really is Talking Tuesday. Why? Because it's Talking Radio. So, <laughs> so if it's Talk Radio, then why can't it be a Talking Tuesday? I don't get it. Or talk, Talking Wednesday or Talking Thursday. Whatever it is. But anyway, we got some stuff to get into. I'll pose a question as we like to do a lot to get your minds going a little bit. Get people like KJ in Atlanta fired up and telling me how I am hating and all that good stuff. But you are. We'll, throw some of, <laughs> we'll throw some of those out there for you. Don't forget, we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Go by and see Douglas and the gang over at Midtown Village. They'll take good care of you. Try before you buy. They'll make sure you get measured out correctly, get you some inserts. And you know what? Your feet, them dogs are sparking for you right now. Roof, roof, roof. Make them feel good. Hip pain, back pain, knee pain, all of that that Christian and I both experience. can tell you that those uh, inserts help you a great deal. So check Douglas and his crew out at the Good Feet Store there in Tuscaloosa at Midtown Village. Don't forget to check my good friends at R&R Cigars, by the way, 2703 6th Street. Go see Reagan and Randy and the boys over there. Take care of you. Weather's getting a little bit warmer. Good days to sit outside. But if you don't, they got many, many rooms in the mansion that you can sit in and recline, watch any kind of sport that you would like to watch, and uh, have a good, nice adult beverage. Again, drink responsibly. And a nice cigar. They got the best selection in town. So the atmosphere, the cigars, the, the selection of adult beverages are all a plus. So go check out R&R Cigars. If you're not there in town, always online www.rnrcigars.com and they'll send them to you for absolutely free. Use that code, the Miller's Edge. 342-9904. You know the area code is 205. If not, 
There it is, 205-342-9904 if you want to call. Don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9. It's absolutely free on your smart device, whether it be phone, Android, or Apple, computer, or tablet. It's free. And you can leave your thought, comment, your questions right there. Guys in Tuscaloosa, I bid hello to you. Hope you're having a nice Tuesday thus far. Yes, sir. Same same old, usual. Got a nice workout in and came here, sanitized the area. I don't know what it is, man, but since... <laughs> People have been getting sick, man. I'm like making sure, uh, sanitize and keep cleaning it. Also, it's, Ryan it's Ryan Fowler's. Uh, <laughs> what do you say, no? It's sickness season. Yeah, it kind of is. Ryan Ryan Fowler, he's you know very clean and, and does it as well. So I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna adopt his routine and just clean things up. But anyway, that's uh, what we've been up to. But. Yeah, you know, stay away from people. Well, the place that you're going to <laughs> is the gym. It's not probably the last place you should go if you're talking about getting the flu and getting sick and diseases and germs. It's that nasty gym you go to because they don't do a good job of cleaning. Well, so, I clean, so I, I wipe down the equipment before I use it, and obviously after. So yeah, no, I mean, look, I, are you wearing yeah, your mask? No, man, I'm not doing all that. That's that's too much. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, you know, doing what I need to do to make sure that. You know, uh, things are, you know, clean, and I'm, I'm doing my part, washing my hands, stuff like that. I, I don't know, man. I'm just one of those people, uh, not a fan of being sick. If there's anything that I can do to to not get sick, like, you know, washing my hands regularly mm -hmm. and whatnot, just make sure I do that. But anyway. Well, thank uh, God Noah's behind the glass. <laughs> well, no, Noah's, Noah's been, uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen Noah down, man. Noah's just been solid. I don't think Noah's been a... Uh, it's not, nothing's got you Noah can count yet. on him. You can count on <laughs> you can him. Count on Noah Paxton, man. Noah Paxton has been uh, <laughs> reliable and sturdy. So grateful for hey, that. Hey, man. Real quickly, though, I had a chance to sit back last night, sit in the old recliner, turn the flat screen TV on, and watch some Alabama women's basketball. <laughs> Trailing Vanderbilt in the second half, and, and man, what a great comeback win for Alabama Crystal Tide women's basketball team. It just showed a lot of moxie, a lot of just conf confidence, and and uh, really, really balled out. Came back and got a really convincing win against Vanderbilt. I mean, I thought that was great. They had their pink unis on. It was nice. A lot of people, when I tell them that, man, they'd be like, dude, you watching women's basketball? You watching women's sports? A lot of guys think it's weird if you watch women's sports. I hey, happen who? to like a lot of guys. A lot of guys. I mean, it's better. But let's just be honest. Most men, know, but that's weird. most men, and I'm. this is a goofball question for you today. Are you feeling more comfortable watching women's sports? Or are you still one of them dudes that says, you know what, man? I can't get this time back. Because... That's what a lot of people tell me because when you say, hey, man, I watch women's basketball or I watch whatever women's that's on TV, basketball's like my number one thing. I can't say I watch like women's soccer. I will watch tennis. I really like women's tennis a lot, especially the pro ranks. Um, I watch it. I don't have a problem with it, but there's a lot of guys that's like, you know what, I can't get this time back. Uh, but I, mean, I enjoy pretty, last night sexist, on a man. Monday night, you know, no football on. So... I watched Bama. Now, it might have been hard if it was, you know, LSU or, you know, I don't know, A&M or somebody else, maybe, but but I enjoyed watching Bama. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know who says that. Like, do you, are you not comfortable watching? A lot of people watching? say that. No, 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 I'm no, 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 That's my goofball question. Yeah, no, I'll say this, though. I mean, I understand some people might say they, they, they don't find it as entertaining, which, I mean, that's all subjective. But uh, I don't know about feeling comfortable. To me, that's crazy. Like, to me, I like watching sports. You know, I've, I've been watching uh, softball as of late. 
really enjoyed that. Honestly, almost might almost enjoy it more than some of our baseball. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, I mean, I like I like them both, but I'm just saying like the speed of the game, and you know, obviously we have a very talented uh, program here. Uh, Coach Murph does an excellent job. So, I mean, I, I love watching that. Women's basketball has been fun. I've been to a few games this year. As a matter of fact, this past game was um, Coach Christy Curry's 500th win, so I thought that's awesome. You know, she's a really good coach as well. So, I, I don't know. It might be more of an old school thing if people are saying, oh, they're uncomfortable. Like, if you're saying some guys aren't as entertained with some of them, I mean, I've, I've heard that. I can, I can see where some people might try to say that. But if it's something about old oh, you know, you're embarrassed to watch it. That's silly to me, right? I mean, some of those places aren't very cool, man. So, <laughs> so well, I no, promise you, like, most, no, you there's a lot of guys, up, they're yeah. honest. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, if we have any dudes that'll stand up and just, you know, share their, their real feelings today on the program. I'd love to hear from you. But because they are the lack of entertainment, yeah. I mean, there's no dunking in basketball. Well, unless you come to South Carolina, Ashley Watkins right here from Columbia, South Carolina. She's flushed two dunks in her early career here at the University of South Carolina. So I've seen it, um, but it, it doesn't happen often. I mean, you might have probably, you probably can't count them on one hand in women's basketball dunks that you have in a year, right? right? You're not seeing no high fly acrobatic moves and, you know, you're not seeing all that, that, all that electricity on the court women's basketball, something that, you know, people used to go say, man, I go see Michael Jordan ball or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant because I know there's going to be, he's going to do something just, uh, just electric, something just special. Like you just anticipate that being able to see something like that. But, you know, I don't think you go to a women's game and, and expect that type of, of showing, you know, that they're fundamentals, they're going to do things like you're looking for fundamentals, how to play the game. They're going to do all of those things right. The fundamentals going to be on point. But as far as excitement, I mean, the threes, I mean, we look at, they can shoot some threes. They can shoot the heck out of them threes. But when it comes to high flying, you know, I can believe I, believe I can fly, you know. Nah. You know, major blocks, you know, taking off the top of the backboard. Nah. Right. You know, you're not seeing all of that. I mean, so if you, you in it to see that, that factor in women's basketball, Yes. You're going to come away disappointed. But if you're just like like the game and, and knowing that the fundamentals of how to play defense and how to slide your feet and how to do things the right way, yes, it's a great brand of basketball. And I encourage anybody that's not watching it, take some time out and watch it because I think, man, there's the players, I think, even from an athletic standpoint, they're much better. Right. Like the old basketball, I can probably agree. Now I was, I was, I once was, like the song "Amazing Grace." I once was blind, right? I was blind when it came to women's sports because I thought, bruh, if I wanted to go take a nap, turn it on. If you want to be bored to death, watch it. But I will say right now, Christ, I think the the athletes in the women's sports are much better. I mean, I think the, the girls are better athletes. I think they, they, they run faster. They jump higher. I mean, it's not the men, but I think they are doing a lot of great things. I'm just being honest. I mean, look at the ratings last night of Alabama and Vanderbilt. I promise you, there's probably been 38 people watching. I was one of them. He's just trying to get himself canceled this year. <laughs> Look, no, I know I get that, but I'm just saying, I mean, you, you must not have seen the conversation with Michael Porter Jr. Did you? 
Did you see that? He was on the podcast with uh, Ryan Clark and those guys. Uh, no, I don't look at Okay, well, no, it's funny that you bring this up. It's, you don't look at that stuff. It's a podcast with three former NFL players that are very prominent players, and it's arguably the number one podcast, but you don't look okay. So what happened was they had him on there, Michael Porter Jr. I'm, are you familiar with him, NBA player? Yeah. Okay, so they're talking about women's sports. And I didn't know if you're bringing this up because of that, because this, this has been a really hot topic. Well, long story short, and I'll have Noah pull it during the break, but he was talking about uh, women's sports and, and the, the WNBA and that, that pay gap. You know, a lot of women advocate for being paid more. And basically he just, you know, he was saying that, you know, they're the best at what they do. You know, they're the best women's basketball players in the world. However, it's just, it's almost impossible to pay them you know what the men make because they don't have the same TV ratings, they don't have the same TV deals, they don't have the same uh, viewership and all that stuff. And it it got a lot of people fired up uh, just because a lot of people were offended by what he was saying. Um, but what he was tr- he he made a comparison, and it, I I get what he was trying to do, but it probably wasn't the best comparison. He basically said, you know, you can have the best ping pong player in the world or the best paintball player. I think he used in the world, but because those sports don't have that viewership. Unfortunately, it doesn't really matter. The, the pay isn't going to equal the talent. Does that make sense? And so a lot of people were fired mm-hmm. up about it. But I, I, you, should, you should check it out and we should talk about it. Because I feel like a lot of people were kind of misunderstanding where he was coming from. And a lot of people took it as he was being very insulting. He was trying to be comp, uh, complimentary of women's basketball. But just was trying to explain why, he does, like why they can't necessarily make the same because if we're being honest, and I have to double-check my facts, but I don't think the WNBA is very profitable. Now, I know they bring in revenue, but in terms of all their expenses and all that good stuff, I don't think it's profitable. If anything, it probably would be in the negatives, if I'm not mistaken. And so... Of course. But but the argument from the women's basketball players, and your girl, Asia Wilson, was very vocal about this thing. You, you should probably, I'm telling you, you dive into it. But they're saying they want equal, uh, basically, like revenue share. It's not like a set number. They want equal like parts of the revenue like the men make. The problem is that NBA is extremely profitable. You know what I mean? And if you're even just trying to scale it, technically they'd probably owe the WNBA money because they probably would be in the negatives. It's like losing money instead of making money. I still need to read more into it. I just thought it was interesting because when I was listening to what he was saying, I'm like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Like, There's not much revenue for them to dish out because they lose money but a lot of people were fired up and mad about what he was saying and I think they, they were he used the word female instead of women I think that triggered some people as well I, I don't know but I thought it was interesting I thought you might have you might have seen that this past weekend and that's why you brought this up because that's been like all over social media the past few days no I, was, I just was thinking about it because one Adrian Wilson is doing a book tour she was just on a, a morning news I think Strahan's show with her new book. And then, you know, I know Dawn Staley, who I, you know, know very well, doing stuff with NIL with her basketball team, trying to get things done, is a great proponent of women's basketball and WNBA. But I just pulled this up. According to Bloomberg, the league is set to uh, capitalize on a record-breaking 2022 season with uh, profits in the, in the 2023 season. In between, it's about $180 million and $200 million. In combined team and league revenue, that's a combine of everything up from roughly uh, 102 million back in 20, excuse me, 2019. 
So, you know, probably still losing a little bit of money. I mean, they're not getting people out to games. I mean, they got to do things to get people to come out and support them. I mean, they, and I think the NBA and, you know, LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony and all these, you know, Kyrie Irvins and, you know, the, the guys are trying to help support them, bring more attention. I thought the NBA is doing a better job of, of you know, help uplift the WNBA. Uh, so they're trying to get more and more notoriety and, and uh, probably selling a little bit more commercials. But I don't know if they're making money. I'm going to look more into it. But I'm just saying women's sports still have a hard way to go. I mean, so I don't think men is going to – I mean, let's just be honest. I, I love watching them. But they're never going to get to the level – to where men's sports are. That's not going to happen. I mean, they can try and be loud, but there's, who's, I mean, just look at the most, I mean, most of these women, college women's basketball, like we saw LSU with game day, game day, remember South Carolina LSU game last week? Beautiful. We sit all the time here in Columbia, South Carolina at the Colonial Life Arena. We get 18,000, but 98% of college women's basketball stadiums are empty. Nobody's going to the games. So we'll talk more about it. We got people on hold, 205-342-9904. I like this conversation. We can do more than football. We'll get to some of that, though. In the running to win this Friday, $1,000. Just download the BetU app right now in the App Store and sign up for an account for your shot at winning. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today, 63. Fair tonight, the low 36. Tomorrow and Thursday, partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 61 and 64. Friday, cloudy with a few showers during the day. The high, 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You probably think that you are better now, better now You only say that cause I'm not around, not around You know I never meant to let you down, let you down Would've gave you anything, would've gave you everything You know I said that I am better now, better now And we're back here on the Miller's Edge on a Tuesday Talking Tuesday, that is Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah, is it Bellamy? Paxton. Or Paxton. Paxton. Or Paxton. I was thinking Bill Bellamy, but you said Bill Paxton. Bellamy's not bad, though. Maybe I'll do that next week. Yeah, Bellamy's is pretty cool. I like that better than Paxton, just to be honest with you. Two <laughs> 205-342-9904. We're talking. I was just throwing out the fact I enjoy watching uh, last night's game, Alabama women's basketball team taking care of the Commodores of Vanderbilt. Um, and Christian brought up the whole Ryan Clark interview with Michael Porter, the NBA player. We do have that clip. So, uh, Mr. Paxton, will you uh, indulge us and let us hear? As I know these females want to get paid more, um, and they're very talented, but so is so is a famous ping pong player. They're just as talented as, as a... Like, the best ping pong player is just as talented as the best basketball player. That doesn't mean they're going to get paid the same because it's... Because right. they play ping pong. It's what the people want to watch, you know what I mean? So, right. as much as I understand females wanting the same treatment as as men, basketball players, it's, it's, it's a different sport. People, they're not packing out the arenas. Obviously, their TV deals aren't the same. So, as much as I advocate for women and kind of the equality of the respect of their craft and all those things... 
I mean, you can't pay them the same thing, you know, but I do feel like they should, there, there should be a little way to make a little bit more money for right. them. All right, that's Michael Porter uh, on his thoughts. And I know a lot of people took it the wrong way. Matter of fact, the clip that I, you sent uh, someone on X was just saying that was insulting. Um, well, I, he, he goes on, well, I think he was using the word, there's two parts of it there. They were insulted by him basically saying, you know, it's not as entertaining and comparing. See, this is, I think people take things, the, I guess they took, they perceived it the wrong way. They thought he was comparing them to like ping pong players and paintball players, whatever it was, which wasn't a great comparison. But what he was just saying, like, even if they're on top, like the top of their game, like they're the best of the best, if it doesn't generate the same viewership, the same, um, you know, attention, you know, it's not selling selling out arenas, they're just not going to be that revenue to, to compensate them. That, that's what he was trying to say. The other part they were insulted by was he was using the word females instead of women. And I think they kind of thought it was like a, de a degrading way of speaking. Um, I just, to me, though, I, 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 I get what he's saying, though. I think it makes sense <clears throat> in terms of, them just not generating the money like that, uh, you know, the NBA would generate. Now, I do think there can be more ways to help try to be innovative and garner some more, you know, attention and, and revenue somehow. I think it's just going to take time. I, I, like I said, I mean, but, but before last season, I didn't watch as much women's basketball as I do now. I've been watching it a lot since last season. I was very entertained, you know, with LSU. South Carolina's been good. You know, I, I watched women's basketball really because of South Carolina women's basketball team. Um, and, you know, now I enjoy going to our games. It's just in terms of trying to compensate them, it's, it's just it's hard when it's not generating that revenue. And I just don't really know how else to go about it, you know, until they find a way to make more money. Well, here's the bottom line with pro sports. And even college sports, right? Why are we talking about these athletes now getting a piece of the pie? Well, because of the television contracts, right? right? ESPN, Fox, and CBS, and, you know, now you got online. I mean, everybody's carrying games. They want a part of the athletes. They want to be able to talk to the athletes. They want to be able to showcase the athletes. Therefore, that means dollars. I mean, we look at the SEC, the contract that they have. With the, I mean, big, big time money. The Big Ten, big time money. These schools are getting the huge checks at the end of each calendar year. Right? One, because stadiums are full. I mean, think about it. Why is the SEC the best brand of football? Because of the stadiums. Right? Fan I mean, bases. The, the fan bases are crazy. They're rabbit. They're you're crazy. Listen, I'm fighting on the radio. They're arguing with me every day to, you know, <laughs> listen, because they care. They're passionate. You know, guys like Ellis, you know, buying tickets. They're driving all around to follow their teams, and they're spending the money. They're buying the descriptive A. They're, right? That money means something. Right. You don't see this in women's basketball. <clears throat> you don't see a lot of people... They might have an Alabama shirt on, but it's not Alabama women's basketball. You don't see a lot of those been worn around. You don't see signs out about women's, Alabama women's basketball. You don't. Um, they're on TV, but I promise you, you look in the stands. If it's not South Carolina, if it's not LSU, if it's not Iowa with Caitlin Clark, if it's not those schools or Stanford, 
They're pretty empty. Yeah, well, if I'm being honest, I mean, last night games, I mean, you could hear a pin drop at the Alabama and, and, and Vanderbilt game. Yeah, I'll, it, it felt like it was like at church. It was dark. I mean, like, if I, if I'm being <laughs> honest with you, yeah, when the the games that I've gone to this season, um, yeah, so when they played LSU, that was the, a record number of attendance, and I mean, it, it it really was like that. The atmosphere felt like one of the men's basketball games that I've been to recently, where I mean, it's almost packed out. It's loud. There's a lot of energy. Uh, but then the other two games, I can't remember who the two uh, opponents were, but they were SEC games. I, I mean, one of them I got in for free uh, because it, it they they really just didn't have hardly many people there. It looked like a scrimmage, and I'm not saying that to be insulting. I'm just being honest. The, no, the, it's just been the, factual. Yeah, the, the turnout wasn't really there for the other couple games. So, yes, to answer your question, when LSU came to town, it, it, it actually was a really nice turnout. But besides that, man, unfortunately, there's just not – a, a bunch of uh, people attending these games. So, yeah. well, I'm just saying that. So, therefore, the money matters, right? So, you, so if we if we flip the script to the WNBA, I mean, look at their stands. It's the same thing. I mean, that you know, the Aces where Adrian Wilson plays. I mean, they get great turnouts. They do a good job of marketing and promotion. But m- more than seventy percent of these stadiums are. I mean, let's be honest. They're pathetic. They're not making any money. Right. I mean, nobody's going to those games. And I wish they would. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I support women's sports. I think they're great. I think it's fun. I mean, I think they have that ability to, to, to wow you and get you off of your, your buttocks and clap and have fun in the arena. But the majority of America is still saying no. So if you're Adrian Wilson, you can't sit here and expect to be paid because there's something called, you know, but value. Lot, but a lot of them do. Have, production. Did you see the responses? A lot of those WNBA players, I mean, like all of them were, were basically going at him and saying how ignorant he was. But, 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 I'm, but I'm, I wish maybe since, you, you know, some of these women's basketball players, I'd be curious to get them on the show and just kind of ask, like, their ideas on how to get women paid. You know what I mean? Because... What I, what I I know business. I'm not you know an expert on women's basketball, but I'll, I know business. You can't really pay from what you don't have. I mean, you can. You can pull credit. It's not going to last long. But if you're not generating money, then where do they expect the money to right. come from? So that, that's why I said value producers, value production. Because right. if, if the league is not making any money, where the owner they just not going to go broke paying you. Right. I, I mean, they expect they, the NBA teams to use some of their. Because the way is it. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a WNBA team for like majority of NBA teams or cities? Like, are they all owned by the same? How does that work? You know? No, I mean like the Raiders owner owned the Las Vegas Aces. Right, but is it um, like that? But it, but I'm saying is it does every? But no, 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 it's like, not so like that. that. So, so whoever owns the Detroit Pistons, do they own? Is there a Detroit no. women's team? Do they, no, no, okay. no, different owners. I mean, somebody said it was subsidized by the NBA, though. It might be now. I don't know. I mean, and, and you only got what, fourteen, fifteen teams. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, listen. It looks like there's about twelve. They, there's 12, twelve teams. About twelve. Six in the eastern, six uh, six in the west. Okay, that's it. Right, and and they fly I'm commercial. On ESPN's website. <laughs> Dang. I mean, you know how we used to flying on our own private planes and got our own seats and stretch out and you eat your snacks and drink your nice beverage and poop and do whatever you want to do. Okay, ain't nobody sitting next to you in your row. Right. Well, the WNBA, they have to go through the terminal. 
I mean, they be in there with the, the folk that just flying to go wherever they're going. Well, okay. That's, they, they're that's not a, putting on a tarmac with a bus and getting on a plane and, and riding out Audi 5000. Well, that, they I, would, I think that, that that's alone, bad. I think that alone kind of explains, like, the, the lack of revenue or profit because it, it sounds like they don't really even have the money to travel privately. Unless there's... Yeah. Unless, well, no, they might, maybe it's a rule. Maybe it's a rule. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak on something that I don't know too they much don't, about. They don't, because it's a money thing. I mean, because... With all the games that they play, think of all the travel. Yeah. I mean, they're on a plane all the time. I mean, these girls are tall, too. I mean, do they get VIP, I mean, uh, first class or? I don't know. I mean, to me, to be playing a pro sport, I mean, even in listen, for WNBA, they take a step down going from college. Like South Carolina and the, the divs that we got here for our women. That's because they I mean, got they the fly school backing them. They got they fly private. They play in the eighteen thousand seat arena. I mean, Dawn Staley's. They got Olympians, and I mean, they got first. I only see it from that standpoint. First class, everything, right? That's why a lot of people are shocked. They like Aaliyah Boston, very prominent, first pick of the WNBA draft last year. People are like you need to. She had eligibility left, and I'm like, if I'd have been her agent, I'd have been like, no, 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 no. What you need to do is stay in school. You you, you eat, sleep for free. You got NIL, you can make some money. Well, More that's than, why they you know, go overseas. I remember that's why uh, right. Brittany Griner was overseas when she right. got caught up in that whole thing in Russia because supposedly they make, she's making upwards of a million dollars, I think, just to yeah, play overseas. Yeah, that's why they do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, but like, Aaliyah Boston don't even make like $100,000, I don't think. I'll Google it at the break. Might make like 78, 90, something like that. Now she got a deal, I don't know what but they don't make a lot of money. First pick. In the WNBA draft. We got some calls, 205-342-9904. Sit tight, we'll come back. We'll hear from you. Don't forget to download free app tight. 100.9. This is just minutes away at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Building up a wall till it break. She hated when I call and it's late. I don't wanna keep you waiting. I hope I never keep you waiting. Yeah. I think I know it back. A little Boston 2023 WNBA first pick of the draft. Signed a three-year deal. Accumulating $233,468 uh, $233, with the Indiana Fever, including an annual salary of $77,823 in 2024, and then $75 the next year, and then $75 the next year. So, so that's the number one pick in the WNBA draft last year. Dang. That was the number one. So wait, you said the two hundred thirty-three thousand was her total contract number. or signing yeah, bonus? Three years. No, 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 no. Her total contract is two hundred thirty-three thousand four hundred sixty-eight dollars. Okay. Mm. I mean, her average is seventy-seven thousand. So she could have easily made that nil a lot more. With her right. status. Well, she still can. That was a, 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 one, two things I want to mention real quick. One, and 
I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just want to say this while I have it. So I think what they're arguing for, because I, I understand what, what Michael Porter Jr. was saying in terms of, you know, if they're not bringing in the money, you know, it's, it's not realistic to expect the same pay. But so they're arguing for more revenue share instead of equal pay, which I guess that would mean, like you mentioned, you know, they're uh, expected to hit, you know, record revenue, you know, of like 180 to 200 million up from 102 million in 2019. So maybe they're just thinking that should, their pay should scale they off should. that revenue. So basically, they should get more money based right. On that, so yes. if the revenue doubles, then maybe their pay should double, double to, to correlate or to, to you know basically scale with that. However, I think the clause in their CBA basically says it has to grow at least twenty percent each year for that clause uh, to basically activate, and then they'd only receive seventeen and a half percent of that would go towards player compensation. So I, I think that's more so they, what they're advocating for. But at the same time. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure revenue does not include costs or expenses. Now, if it was like net revenue or but maybe, but I, I think just regular revenue does not count costs or expenses. Maybe I'm wrong. I just know typically in business it doesn't. That would be profit or net. That being said, I, I, I just think they just, number two things, they need to get their CBA cleaned up and kind of be a little bit more player friendly to help them out. Um, which they signed one in 2020 and it runs through 2027. So they got several yeah. years until yeah, until yeah that ends. And then the other thing I was going to, other point I was going to make was, I mean, if you look at other sports like Olympic athletes, they don't really make a lot of money from their sport. All their money comes from endorsements. So I think right now the best that they could really work with is try their best to generate as much money as possible. Like you said, Leah Boston can make NIL money in college. Well, she can do that off the court as well. I think their best bet, in which they probably do this, is by endorsement deals, right? Maybe Nike, mm -hmm. Adidas, Puma, some of these other brands will step up, kind of help pay them and let them make some more money. Because, uh, I mean, it, right now, that's really about the best they got from what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's getting popular. Women's sports are getting popular. And thank, thank you, Noah, for this. He says uh, that, uh, talking about the popularity, uh, maybe becoming more popular a women's Pro Volleyball League just started or debuted last week. So there you go. I love women's volleyball, too. That's, they're very athletic. They be diving out, getting those balls out the dirt, out the sand. You know, so, yeah, man. Um, so we'll see. All right, 205-342-9904. Let's go to the phones. Turner in South Carolina. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's going on, guys? How are y'all? Doing well, man. man. We just switched the gear a little bit today. Just talk talk about women's sports. I try to give them some love because I want them yelling at me. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I watch. Usually, when I watch uh, women's golf, and, and, and I'm with you, Corey, uh, the women's volleyball is great. Um, but it, it, it's like you said, it, it's all about the money. And you know, I'm sure. Take for example, you got. You know, Alabama men's basketball coach, you got the women's basketball coach. Whose contract do you think pays for? I would guess the men's. The men. <laughs> Nate Oates. Right. <laughs> right. And, and that's not that's not because he's male and she's female. It's because of the revenue. And, and, and Christian, you're right. Uh, revenue is typically your gross revenue is what you bring in as a whole. Senior expenses cost salaries and stuff you got to pay and all that so um you said it does it, not include that right money. typically yes uh, your gross revenue is like you know i, I work for a, a manufacturing company i'm a sales rep 
you know, we have we have gross revenue of this, you know, and then we have uh, then we have you know gross yeah. margin. That's after all your expenses and stuff are taken out, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so that gross margin. You know, so, um, anyways, it, it's all about the money, you know. And, and then some people, you know, some people just get really upset and they think it's a sexist thing, and, it, and it's really not. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm for women's sports. I reported to a woman at one time who was the best boss I ever had. I, she taught me a lot. I learned a lot from her. Uh, I don't have anything against women, but when you sit there and say that. Well, Alabama's men's coach, women's coach, should make as much as the men's coach. That's that's not really a uh, an, a fair argument just based on, you know, their gender, right? So uh, now, I'm sure. Uh, what was the lady? Uh, I can't think of her name. The legend at Tennessee. I'm sure she made a pretty penny. Uh, oh, yeah. talking about the, the basketball coach? Yeah, women's basketball coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm and I'm sure Don Staley made. Yeah. No, said man, I was just looking. She close about three million dollars. I think Kim Mulkey is the highest paid. And Dang. well, and Gino Yumanero, Yumanero, am I saying the right? UConn's coach, but he's won eleven national champion titles, championship titles. He's probably the highest paid. Right. So it, it, it's all about performance. You know, like I said, I'm in sales, and we have female sales reps, we have male sales reps, and you know, we have a base salary, and we have a quarterly bonus. And if I outperform the female sales rep, then and I make my bonuses, and she doesn't, she can't sit there and say, "Well, you got to pay me." You know, it's just performance based, right? It's how much money I bring in, pay me a bonus. And mm. vice versa, if she outperforms me, if she outperforms me and she gets her bonuses, you know, I, I can't sit there and say, "Well, you know, it's, it's not fair that you paying her more money." You know, because that's that's not right because that's discrimination because you're paying a female more than a male or whatever. You know, she outperformed me. I mean, that's just bottom line. You know, so it's it's all about the money, and I hope that women's sports, you know, grows. And I think it is. I mean, it's it's a lot bigger now than what it was fifteen or twenty years ago. Uh, so I think it's going to grow. And, and then, like you said, Christian, you know, these girls and, and ladies start getting advertising contracts for, you know, uh, apparel, footwear. You know, maybe restaurants or whatever. You know, they'll start making this money on the side with that, kind of like a, a in-out name, image, and likeness kind of thing, right? Yep. So I think it'll grow. Um, I just don't think that you can demand it. And I think one of y'all said you can't pay out what's not there, right? That's so what I said. There, you're not gonna get it. Here you go, uh, Kim Mulkey of LSU yeah. just signed a ten-year deal uh, worth thirty-two million dollars for LSU. Making her the highest-paid coach Ooh. in women's college basketball—that's three point two a year. Mm. But still, that's guaranteed. You know, co- coaches get guaranteed thirty-two million. Uh, she leapfrogged uh, UConn's right. Gino Ariama. Uh, his average is two point nine, and then South Carolina's Don Staley. So the top three coaches right now, women's basketball—you know, women's basketball—three point two, two point nine, two point seven. I gotta think. Uh, if Dawn Staley and the Gamecocks win this thing this year, or get, <laughs> she might go. I mean, so it is going up. I mean, you know, that's right. that's what that's what they got to see. So here, look at this: the average women's salary went from three point nine to five point one, uh, uh, five point one million, and then it says the average men's salary for coaches went from twelve point two to, you know, that's talking about all the overall stuff here, but. 
that's you know I think football is calculated in that some kind of way. But um, um, it is growing. I, I just think you can't demand it. I think you just got to continue. Like you said, you get the NBA behind you. You get everybody's you know you get the TV viewership up. And then guess what? You know, the viewership go up. You ask for more money on your TV deals, and then that means everybody else's salary goes up. That's what you got to do. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, but that's it. Guys, uh, great talking to you. I listen to y'all pretty much every day. I enjoy the show, and y'all be good. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you so much, Turner. Thank you. Be time. safe out there, brother. That's Turner in South Carolina. Uh, let's see. Want to hit a quick break real quick? And then yeah, I wanted to read this real quick. And we'll get Bama Bossman coming back. I think he might be one of our newer callers. Bama Bossman. Uh, Justin Jones. Justin Jones was just tweeting me something. I was just reading that. All right, we got to hit a quick timeout. We'll go back to the phone. That's a good conversation. I mean, sometimes it's good to take a little break from um, Kayla and the board and recruiting, but we're definitely going to get with that in hour number two. Got a question I'm going to throw out there for you. Um, but we'll get back to phone calls, 205-342-9904. Don't forget, send us a message on that time, 100.9. Hello, everybody there on YouTube. How y'all doing, even though you I'm not on? You want to come back? Yeah, what happened, man? You haven't been on, you been, you haven't been on with us in a few Because they was treating me bad on that. Oh, my. No. <laughs> Don't try to. You were toxic, man. You're toxic. <laughs> uh, you know, man, I'm not everybody else. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. My, um. Uh, my wife lost my cord, and uh, not my other computer. I'm just kidding. I, I can't find the right cord to charge it up. So, and it won't work on my iPad or my Google Pad or my iPhone, which is dumb to me. So, we'll I think it's something it you're doing wrong. All right, hit it. Ever, it's time for the sports glory you deserve without breaking a sweat. The sports book at Golden Moon Casino. Play the game. Must be 21. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today 63, fair tonight below 36. Tomorrow and Thursday, partly to mostly sunny both days, highs between 61 and 64. Friday, cloudy with a few showers during the day, the high 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Central Time, 1.50 here on the East Coast, Columbia, South Carolina. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah, Bellamy. That's Paxton, what I'm calling Paxton, Paxton, Paxton. I know it's Paxton. I'm going with Bellamy because it sounds better. But speaking of names, when you got a name like Bama, Boss Man, you are the boss and it deserves my attention, and therefore you are up next right here on the Miller's Edge. Welcome in. Hey, hi, guys. How you doing? Doing well. How doing are you? well. I, I'm, I'm old enough to see both of you guys play, and Christian, you're one of my favorite players at Alabama. Thank you. I appreciate that. But uh, I might get jumped on because I, I, I got a bone to pick the quarter. No, please. Wait a minute. I mean, you, did, you, did you see me with my leather helmet? <laughs> Yeah, I saw both of y'all play. You know, I, 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 I probably go through this too, but Christian was my favorite. But uh, out of the two of y'all, I mean, I, I ain't mad. That's, that's an, okay. Just keep it in the family. Just keep it in the family. All right. But now this is my bone. <clears throat> you're okay. a big proponent of uh, Lane Kiffin. 
as a co- as a head coach, and you, you think that he was your first choice for the Bama job. So I, I heard you say it. You know, you, you tied his record on how good his record is on this and that. And then you, but you put down the boy because he was in the Pac-12. But the thing about that is, Lane was in the Pac-12 too. The boy won the Pac-12. Lane got fired at the airport. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, and the thing is, <laughs> another, another thing, another thing about that. What was the last big win Lane Kiffin got as a head coach? Uh, don't get me wrong, I love him as an offensive coordinator, except for when he did what he did at the championship game with, uh, in the playoffs with Alabama when they had to run him out of town because instead of coaching his team, he was on the phone trying to get recruits to come down to this little college he had just got a head coaching job of. And, they had, and, and no matter how you said it, Nick fired him. So he actually Yeah, he, he, he loves he actually, Nick. He, yeah, he loved Nick, yeah. He actually cost us a championship, in my opinion. But now the thing about that is, mm. but how how do you figure that he's so much of a better coach than DeBoer when DeBoer record against quality teams is better than his? And DeBoer won the Pac-12 when he was in the Pac-12, and he played for a national championship while he was in the Pac-12. I, I like Lane as offensive coordinator, but there's a reason Lane was not – in, in the running for that job. And it wasn't because he wasn't. If he had been the greatest coach, <laughs> if he had been as good a coach as you, I, I don't want to get you mad, as you say he is, he would have got that job. But he wasn't. No. I don't really think Lane was even in the running for himself. He wasn't. Like he said, wasn't. Let me, what, let me have some pushback real quick. Repeat this one more time. Okay. What was the last big win Lane Kiffin got as a head coach on anybody? Go ahead. LSU. And who hasn't beat LSU? Come on now. I mean, LSU's playing some good football at one point. They won the West last year. They beat Alabama. They won the West last year. They beat Alabama. They still lost four games. I know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, you can't say they weren't a good program. Okay, I'm I hear what you said. He didn't say that, though. He just, he just said it. No, 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 he did. Bama Bossman, let me just say this. I understand why, if you if you look at the whole dinner, the whole resume, if you will, right, of Lane Kiffin, right? There's reason why you can say what you said and won't be wrong. I'm not going to hit you with that one. But the man is doing an outstanding job at Ole Miss right now. He's 33 and 15. He took over a program that was in a little bit of flux. I mean, he's been right there. Um, they won, uh, what, 10, 11 games this year. Nice bowl win. Uh, if you want to uh-huh. say good football team, I can just remind you that they did beat a top-ranked Penn State team in the bowl game pretty good. James hey, Franklin. we all know Penn State is garbage, so go ahead on. Wait a minute, no. <laughs> you, you want to give Caitlin the boy love, but you can't give James Franklin Penn State as a good football team? Penn State They're the third-best team in the Big Ten. they third-best team in the Big best? Ten. And, 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 and other than them three teams that you just mentioned, them being the third best, who else is in that conference? How can you not be? Well, the third I know. Best just like, I'm glad you said that, Bama Boss, man. Just the same thing I said about the Pac 12. The same thing. And I, okay. okay so, so, so my point is, Lane Kiffin has coached 15 years, 15 years, and he's and had success. He now, right, but he has had some problems. He, he has had some problems. He was immature. <laughs> He had some problems. 
We know that. I mean, we know from being in Alabama. You know, we know Lane was going through a, a marital situation, and he had all those. He had a lot of problems. He made a lot of mistakes. He'll tell you that. But you cannot yeah. deny that the man can coach his tail off. He can coach offense. I can't say he's a great uh, uh, head coach. Called, as a head he's coach, doing pretty he good at Ole Miss. And, he's, and they're going to be a top two or three team again in the SEC based on the recruiting and the transfer portal that they're doing down there. Much better than That's Alabama, if we're honest, this year. That's another thing. You just say recruiting transfer portal. You can't build a team through transfer portal. That's all he's doing. He's getting a lot of guys from transfer portal. Ole Miss is not in no kind of running for uh, recruiting classes in the top 10, 20, or 30 in the nation with nobody. You can't build a program off transfer portal because all those guys are doing is going for the money, and they get out of there as soon as they can. They're not trying to be. And then one or two years, they go. Now, you got to build teams through recruits. You can add with transfer portal, but you can't build your team through transfer As the young. I agree with he that. That's, that's what he tried. But, but your coach, Kaelin LeBoy, is doing that. As a matter of fact, they talk about wait till the spring that they're going to have to do a lot of fill-ins in the transfer portal. Isn't Alabama exactly. going to have to be that this year? That's what you do. You have to fill in with transfer portal players. You don't build your program through that. That's not what he's doing. He's building the players that left because they were unexpectedly uh, when my man retired. A lot of guys left, so we got a lot of backup players that need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's trying okay. to do. He's not building his team with transfer portal players. They're out on the they're out on the road. They're doing their due diligence. They're out there hustling and, and driving yeah. and, and going flying. So let me ask they you this. Lane Kemp been doing this 15 years, so he's so longevity means something to me for somebody that's been around the NFL. He's been in yeah. several major college programs. He's still here and doing a great job at Ole Miss right now in the best conference in all of college football. So therefore, I give I him the edge. I don't care about one Pac-12, what Kalen the boys done right now. He's got to prove to me that he can continue to do it in the best conference in college football, which is the SEC. Am I being fair? You're being fair, but what has Lane done for the best teams in the, in the SEC as beating them to show you that he can that he's one of the best coaches it is? Because he lost against Georgia, he lost against us. He don't he, he all the top teams that he played, he lose. He has he's been coaching 15 years, and you can't tell me one. You said LSU. You can't tell LSU me Penn one. State. He has some Come good on, wins. Me and you both know. Me and you both know. Penn State is trash. Why are you hating on Kiffin? Huh? I'm not hating on Why are you Kiffin? hating on Kiffin? You were giving them so much love that said, well, no, they should have got Kiffin. They should have got Kiffin out of all these coaches. I think Kiffin is 97 the wins of Kalen DeBoer's, 97 wins of Kalen DeBoer wins came at the NAIA level. Are you giving that a lot of credit? He beat the same talent that he's. Oh, no, 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 no. Are you giving him a ton of credit for winning at the NAIA level, yes, which is a step above high school? He was playing against other teams that had the exact same talent level as he had. Lane is no, playing that's not true. That ain't that always won. true. No, that's not Look always true. I coached in that level. Huh? Mm-mm. I've coached down there and been a champion, and it's not always true. You beat who you play. Lane, let me Lane Big claimed the fame was on national TV when he said, get your popcorn ready, and got drugged all over down the field. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, Bama boss, man, I love you, brother, for standing up. But listen, if he's still here doing it, and he's getting good players, and they're winning games, and they right there, they was right there with Nick Saban this past season. So I'm just saying, you no, cannot say the man can't coach. Alabama. 
They were nowhere near Alabama. On the field, they got drugged up and down the field again. That game was close. Every time they, they played Georgia and they got drugged up and down the field again. Those mm. are two best Listen, teams they played. But they beat Georgia's beat everybody pretty much. They ain't beat Alabama. They just beat Georgia, them in another championship game. Georgia is one in five against Alabama under the Nick Saban era. I don't, I don't understand two, that. As far as national championships go, Georgia's two and 42 years. Let's get off this Georgia bandwagon by how great they are. They will. They've won two national championships. They went undefeated for two years. They beat Vanderbilt twice, Kentucky twice, Missouri twice. Look at their record. Look at Kirby's record when he plays another coach of his caliber. Kirby is not an outstanding coach. Bama, boss man, you just lost every street I was, I was about, you man, just I was, had. I was about to say, I was, I was with you for a moment. <laughs> you just all lost it all. You were doing good for a moment. I, 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 I got to say, I got to disagree with the last part now because Kirby's a, there's a no coach. there's no arguing in, in, you know, what he's done over there just because, I mean, they've, they've had success. Now, I know they've had some cupcake schedules, but, um, you know, just playing under him, he is, he's a heck of a football coach and he's building a pretty dang good program over there. I, that's, that's the only part where you lost me, but other than that, I'm with you on a lot of the stuff you were saying, though. All right, Batman Boss, man. Good stuff. We got to hit the top hour break. Come back. More of your phone calls. I do. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I do want to get some football. Be back in a moment. Hyundai Tucson wins every time. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W. I want to make sure that we give that to them each and every time they come and visit us. The sense of pride that we have in the quality, the consistency of our food carries over to everything we do in the stores. That's Taco Casa. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monsi Bolaños. The Dallas Mavericks are listing Luka Doncic as questionable for tonight's matchup against the Nets due to a nasal contusion. Kyrie Irving is probable for his return to Brooklyn. He had 23 points and 8 assists in their win last night over the 76ers. It was his first game back since injuring his thumb in late January. 76ers star Joel Embiid had surgery on his left knee today. He will be reevaluated in four weeks. There is hope that he will return this season. In Major League Baseball, the Dodgers Rodgers and pitcher Clayton Kershaw are in agreement on a deal that will bring him back to L.A. for a 17th season. Kershaw did have shoulder surgery in early November, but is expected to return for the second half of the season. In the NFL, former Giants coach Ben McAdoo is joining the Patriots as an offensive assistant. And the Chicago Sun-Times reports the Blackhawks will host the 2025 Winter Classic at Wrigley Field. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I need a drink in my cup and a prescription at the Bama Boss, man. Yeah, because somebody, <laughs> somebody finally, uh, they brought it to you. They, they brought facts to you, other than me. There wasn't no facts. What facts did he bring? I mean, look, man, look. There I, was zero facts no, in no, that. No, 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 no. Kip- yeah, listen. Yes, Lane Kiffin has averaged almost 10 wins the last three seasons. No, you don't no, call listen, him man, not a good football coach? And no, the SEC, I, and not like no powder puff Pac-12. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> listen. This, this, exactly. Let me, let me respond. I'll let y'all go at it. Now, I, that was great. That's what we needed to start this hour. I'm not saying I agree with everything he was saying, right? I, I think he was a little bit further 
you know, down the line than I, than I would be. Actually, I, I think I know. But I agree with them in terms of if you're going to give Lane that respect for some of those wins and those things, I just, I just don't understand why you can't just do that with Coach DeBoer. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think it's totally fair to, to, to question how Lane's they want to do it in this conference. The, where it just means more. He has. The, and that's, that's and great. And he's done right? it against much harder competition. Okay, no, and, and I'm, listen, I, that, that was, that's another thing I disagree with. I'm, I'm not taking anything from Lane. I think he's a phenomenal coach, and he has done a really good job at Ole Miss, right? I mean, he, I get he can't really get past us or Georgia, but who, who else can, right? That, so other than that, he's he's been great. So I will say that. But here's another point. I mean, uh, uh, Ole Miss, he had a point with the transfer portal thing. Like, their regular recruiting classes, like high school recruiting classes, uh, the year before last, 2023, they were like, 23rd or 26th, depending on what you go off of. And then this most recent one, 2024, they were all the way down ranked. Uh, can't even find them. Oh, I guess. Oh, no. Okay. 21st, I believe. Yeah, they're 21st. So, I mean, he's not like he's look, he's he's utilizing the portal, getting guys and, and he, you can do that. That's part of college football. I'm just saying, I think sometimes you kind of inflate him a little too much and then not coach the board down, right? That that's all I'm saying. I, I understand you being, you know, having that wait and see approach because I do too. As much as I support Coach DeBoer, I, I do believe that this is our greatest. Not believe I know this is our greatest challenge yet. And I'll be honest with you, the the offensive side I think is going to be smooth, but defensively, I mean, you you brought in a bunch of people. There's just a lot of different pieces. I think it's going to take time for people to kind of understand their role, get acclimated, figure things out. I'll be honest. I, I think it is going to be, you know, a little bit. They're going to go through their growing pains. But how, however, I'm not. Let's look look backwards. I give him more credit than you do. Like for instance, like the NAIA thing. I just was saying this uh, to the chat during the break. I understand that that's not going to have the same significance as if he were to have done that on the Power Five level, right? Or if he was, if he had that type of record, right, at Fresno State or any of these programs, Sun Belt, whatever conference, whatever, all that, right? I get his NIA, but at the same time, I do give credit there because he had the same talent as the other coaches, as the other teams. So to me, I'm like, that is good talent, right? They they had a nice program there. Again, I'm not I'm not boosting it in the whole I'm not pumping it into the whole picture and saying, oh, Hunter and this and whatever. I I'm I am, you know, separating that and saying, yeah, that was NAIA, so I'm not gonna hold it to the same significance. However, I'm gonna give him credit for that. And then like even like the Pac-12. I know you're saying, oh, it's Pac-12, this, and you're not impressed. But, I mean, again, like, he beat Oregon twice. He beat Texas, a team that beat us. They have some impressive wins. So that's a very fair point for a Bama boss man to make. You know, you talk about Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Look at their wins and how, how long he's been there. Well, Kalen DeBoer was at uh, Washington for two years. And look at the wins that he was able to to come up with. And, again, we're talking about with, yeah. with, with less talent. And like, just like yesterday, you made the point about uh, Harbaugh. You know, people love him because, you know, he can, you know, come up with wins with lesser talent, all that good stuff. But I'm like, Kalen DeBoer did that, but even to a greater degree, in my opinion, because he had even lesser talent and did it in two years. And it, I feel like you just kind of, you know, just go right over that. You, so that, that that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I'm glad somebody else like Ben Bossman called in and kind of brought it to you, got you, you know, got you to try to explain that. That was good.
I like that. Now he lost me with the, the Kirby and the Georgia thing because <laughs> well, he fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he should have left that part out because you can't deny that. You go back to back, and if we didn't beat Georgia, they probably would have had a three-peat, If we're being honest, um, yeah, I, you you can't say Kirby's not a good coach. Or that's not a good program. I get that. I mean, it's like running good. the four hundred. He started out good, and a monkey jumped on your back. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> you cramped up on the on the last straightaway. Yeah. He, Listen. Yeah. Let me just say this, man. You all keep saying I'm not giving Kalen Abor credit. Because you I haven't. Do give him, I, I mean, I don't count. I'm not going to use for an argument NAIA. If you're trying to argue me what he did at NIA, you, you're going to lose me. You, you, you Listen, you don't give that any significance. He had the same talent as everybody no. else. Because I know y'all are saying that, but y'all... Who yeah, is y'all? None, it's, it's just a You fan. and a lot of the Alabama fan bases are saying all about it. Because have you have you ever watched an AIA game? Have you ever seen some of these I, programs? I, I have not, but I know... Don't if, tell me that they got the same. No, they don't. It's, that's that's a lie. No, 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 they no, don't. no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You see, you're not you're not even hearing what we're saying. They have the same talent as everybody else that they're they're facing. I'm not saying they have the same talent as Power Five. I'm saying they have. No, 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 no. no. I know what you're saying. I'm telling you, they don't have the same talent, or they don't have the same. If you go look at some of these fields where they, some of these schools are forced to practice on and try to do stuff on, try to recruit players, and I'm telling you, they don't. It's not all equal. So you're brother. saying there's not much parity uh, in an NAIA. You say it ain't you, like you're you saying think it's, it is. It's, it's waivers. I'm not. You know, it's not what I think it is. I'm just saying it can't be too too big of, of a gap. I just wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just. I just don't completely disregard. It. I feel like you completely disregard it. Uh, I just. I give. I give respect to it because I think you still. You still have to coach good football to accomplish that. Just like. Well, let me ask you this. If what, I would have told you this. Let me ask you. Yes. Let me ask. What about a high school okay. coach? What about a high school coach? Um, I give no credence to high school. No, no, no. I'm not saying if if, if we're using this high school record, but I'm saying a high school coach that coaches in a in a I don't know. You're saying so. What you're saying is like let's use Skiza back home, right? In Skiza, you're saying you could have a program like Hammond who runs the table. You're not going to you're you're not going to respect that. I love Eric Kimmer. He's at he's at Baylor right now. Alabama's got a wide receiver that's coming. To wait, wait, no, I'm not talking about him personally. I'm just saying, is that what you're trying to you're trying to compare it to? That all you know schools as well are as even. I do. That everybody here, skis. If you don't know, in South Columbia, South Carolina, surrounding areas is a private schools conference. Well, Hammond, who's won 12 out of the last 13, right? And Eric Kemry, who's at Baylor, who coached a wide receiver. So uh, is the last name Jefferson or whoever coming to Alabama? Um, uh, in uh, UT in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's where Eric, my good friend Eric, who played at South Carolina, and coached there too. Now he went to Baylor. Excuse me. My point so, is, you, do we need to let you finish your food before you get that? My out? point is this: you <laughs> can have. Christ. I'm not eating food. My point is this: <laughs> you can have one or two players that makes a difference in those conferences, and not lose. So when we talk about recruiting, and people say that those private schools recruit certain players and they get them a couple of studs, guess what that team does? Win championships. I I, I get that. That makes sense. So okay. let, let's let's just so let's just throw so, that let's throw that part out of it because I, I honestly could care less about that part. What about uh, let's just talk about Washington? Because to me that's, that's the most prominent. For that. But not really. Though, but but do you? I though? do. 
But my point is this. I give him credit, but not to the point to I'm going to become a chapsticker. I'm See, not to the you, point you to where I'm going to sit here and just become oblivious the to the fact that it's not the SEC. It is the Pac-12. He hadn't recruited here. They got to start over. This is shark waters here in the SEC. And you just don't show up because what you did in the NAI and all these examples that y'all trying to give me of a coach to show up. You just show up here and, um, and you're going to all of a sudden be the guy. Well, I know from history it don't work that way. I never said it worked that way. And I know. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you said but, this but, or that. No, but I'm giving you an example that you can you can, you can, can be uh, supportive and pay respect to what he's done and not think that. I'm telling you right now. I My job fact, ain't to be supportive. I'm not saying that's your job. But what they I'm saying is. They ain't paying me no money to be supportive of no coach. My job is to use my, my expertise and my knowledge of sports and especially the game of football and have an opinion and have an educated opinion. That's what I offer. I'm not on here to be fanboy chapsticker. Neither am I. That's what I'm saying. But, no, that's not that ain't gonna ever happen. No, no, it's like no <laughs> and I don't that's fine. You don't have to. But what I'm telling you is it you basically what it sounds like is you believe if anybody says, oh, he did some good things at Washington, that, that just means we just think, oh, he's going to come here and he's the next Nick Saban. No, y'all don't, you just don't say it like that. You say it to the point to where... Who is y'all? I'm, I'm just saying in general. No, it's not personal. When people say just because of this, that, and the third, right, that all of a sudden he's going to come here, which I hope he does, by the way. Let me just preface it by saying that. But I just think it's harder than what y'all are just thinking. Y'all saying he's got an excellent staff. Y'all are saying everything is just, it ain't just good. It's not just we can wait and see. It comes with strong words like excellent, phenomenal. Okay, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But these are people that are chapsticking people that does media. See, but boom, that, that, that's, that's the art. So your problem is with the chapsticking media. That, I expect fans to no, say no. that. So, okay, so, so but I think that's what that's the problem. You're you're too busy trying to prove chapsticking people in the media that like you're just you're coming off a certain way. That's exactly what it is. You're speaking to those people, right? Loudly. Just, no, and, and and just like like that's what I'm telling you. Just like me, like I I, I don't like seeing that either. Like I, for instance, like I saw somebody basically say like after I think we just hired another guy from Washington. I was like, oh, this staff is elite. And to me, I just, I think... like That's the word. At least, so right, the right. staff elite? What, well, what makes I, the staff I elite? I, I disagree. I would not call some the staff elite just yet. I think that's way too soon to say that, right? To me... That's my just, point. I, t I think we're throwing around words like that too loosely. So I agree with you, but I also still pay respect to the man. That's what I'm saying. I respect him. And I hope he does well. So, and to I'm me, gonna be listen, pulling to, for him. To me, I think we use that stuff way too loosely, right? If you're going to say, like, an elite staff would be like you have top five, at every each coach is top five at his position. Like that's elite to me is very rare. Elite exactly. to me is like our 2015 coaching staff, where everybody's head coaches now. I don't well, think what it's if I, fair to say like okay, we just I, I get what you're saying. You, you, I'm gonna have Nick Saban had elite staff. Those were elite. This staff ain't nowhere near what this staff used well, to be. Well, well, the past couple staffs, I feel like it, no, the past staff wasn't good. Last year was terrible. Okay, that, that's not what terrible, I'm saying. But, but no, they, they, they've dropped. They've not dropped, good. They've dropped off but, a little bit. Okay. But elite would have been Kirby, Landing, 20, all 2015, the 2015. That are now head coaches. That's elite. Right. That, what makes these guys that he got in here now elite? Please, somebody, for the folks in the back of the church, 
tell me so, what so, makes so, those folks so we, sleep. we're getting down to the root. So you just you get triggered by the the. I'm not triggered no, by no, no, but no, fans no, are saying, but, but. <laughs> it's, Listen, dude. My point is, I'm just saying NAIA, NAIA, don't use that as credibility for this job at Alabama. I don't care. That that to me, I'm taking a, a freaking sharpie and I'm scratching it out. Good for him. Good for that moment in time. But when it comes to comparison to the SEC, to the Alabama football, I am scratching it out. Now, you can tell me the last two years that Washington gets more credibility than any of those things. Not even the OC of India. Not even, but what he did last couple of years and what he did specifically last year, oh yeah, I'm giving him credit for that. He got him to the national championship game. Give him all the credit in the world for that. I'm better you just using that one year than tell me all these other wins he had and to say this is why he's the head football. No, 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 no. No. We're going to see because this shark infested waters here called the SEC, you better be ready to bring your game. All right, we got to hit a break. When we come back, Alabama did hire another coach. Or and two. if I told you, if I told you 33% of your coaching staff was at Indiana football, at one time at the same time. Would you be excited about that? Love to hear from you. 205-342. Or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon. The high today 63. Fair tonight below 36. Tomorrow and Thursday, partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 61 and 64. Friday, cloudy with a few showers during the day. The high 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You've been scared of love and what it did to you. You don't have to run. I know what you do. Just a simple touch and it can set you free. We don't have to run. back here, 222. On a Talking Tuesday, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah. Uh, again, thoughts and prayers uh, to Toby Keith, who passed away at the age, early age of 62 uh, from cancer. I did see the earliest morning, so I had a chance to meet him down in Nashville with my friend Darius Rucker down there. And um, took a picture of him, and he made me feel like I was 5'9". <laughs> He's a big man. He's a big man, but... Uh, Sad to see that he uh, has passed away, succumbed to cancer at the age of 62. To the phones we go. A guy that can calm us all down, give us a sermon. He's not a demon. He's a saint. And his name is Tommy Faramos. Tommy, welcome in. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Good, Tommy. How Amazing. Are you? Amazing. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about the Indiana thing because... I don't remember Indiana going to a major bowl in the last 20 years. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And two, and the defensive guy now is from, from Washington, and I agree with you. Pat 12 sucks when it comes to defense. <laughs> but, but, uh-huh. I Thank don't you know for the being way honest. It, I mean, now I'm being the demon, I guess. But, uh, no, you're not. You've been honest. I mean, but that's that's all I'm saying, you know, is that – I'm looking at this thing. If 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 these guys said, let's say they went to Auburn to the Booger Eaters, 
Alabama fans will be roasting the staff. You would have been calling us, the, the, I mean, the Indiana Tigers. If you got your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, and your special teams coordinator is on Auburn staff just not that long ago, what would you be calling the Auburn staff? Terrible. Would you be calling them an elite? Terrible. No. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, I might be saying other words besides terrible, suck, pathetic. I mean, no. We're just like they making the big issue. Like, well, I'm for giving a guy a chance because sometimes. Me too. Me too. You know, people come from somewhere like, this guy knows his X's own, Jimmy and Joe's, but y'all have thrown new terminologies out in the last week to me. I'm very confused, but we won't discuss that. We already talked about it the last two days. Lipstick and chapstick. I don't understand that terminology. Chapsticker means ass kisser. There you go. I think we we can say ass. Can we say no? No, can we say ass? Oh, I have before, uh, in yeah. the appropriate right. ways. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that was appropriate. Sure. I said it enough, though. So there you go. That's what it means. That will make we'll simplify it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you because I've been on Ryan. I call. I'm butt kisser, there we go. We'll, we'll call it a butt kisser. There, that, we'll play it safe. Yeah. But it just, I, I mean, wait and see. But like I said, when I heard the guy coming from Washington be defensive line, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, they don't say But the offensive part, I don't have a problem because Lane Kiffin came from the Pac-12. Short, I mean, and I'm going to be up front. I agree with Chris on this. The last three years, assistant coaches, hasn't been the best in the world. Bill O'Brien sat on his stuff and watched all the little turfet roll off the edge. I don't know. I mean, after the national championship game, he sat, I mean, everybody get on Milrose and saying, well, you know, he didn't help me or motivate, I mean, you know, give me his thing. I'm like, well, he's a pro coach and like the guy we had was a Offensive line coach was what the Carolina Panthers or somebody I can't think of his name, Doug Marone or something like Doug that. Doug Marone, Doug Marone, Jacksonville. I was not impressed Doug. with him because he's a pro coach. I mean, these kids don't know all the techniques. This is a time in high school and college. You go professional in college. You're going to improve your skills to get you to the next level. And I'm like I said, so to Miss Tuffet, they both settled their Duffet. I mean, I don't know the way of putting it. I'm being kind, but they say on the, you know, backside. I mean. Yeah. I mean, the talent is there. They should get coached up. And we haven't had the coaches, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. Haven't brought the egg. Like you said, Bo Davis. Bo Davis would have that defensive line. Tim, brick by brick now. You know. So, I mean. It's like what you said. Well, listen. I've said myself... I was less concerned about Alabama's offense. And that's me giving Kalen DeBoer credit from an offensive mind. So you're saying I you feel they've upgraded time. on an offense from a coaching perspective? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Better than Tommy Reese and what we've seen last year? Absolutely. I agree. And I said that. I've said that numerous times. Noah, can, Noah, can you tell them that you've heard me say that, that I'm not really worried about the offense. I'm worried about the defense. That's what I said. Very true. So it ain't that I'm just dissing the man. I am giving him some credit. But still, there's a whole lot of, lot of other variables that go into this. I still think recruiting is a problem. I still think 
it's not going to be as easy as what we're thinking. I still think that despite what people say that we got zero commitments from junior day, uh, that that's a concern for me. It's I don't know about you, to Tommy, me, but those like, things bother me. Well, it bothers me too, but you know, when you commit in February before the thing, junior, that's 10 months away. Uh, how am I going to say that? I just really don't put faith in a 17-year-old because he gets to go to the candy store down to Five and Dime, he gets candy, but then he goes to the super, super candy store and he got 147 choices of liquids bubble gum, cotton candy, and, you know, his eyes are big as saucers, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, I might need to rethink this a moment. You know, take the recruiting trip. I mean, it's one in a lifetime thing, so I don't get too wound up in February. It would have been nice, don't get me wrong, but and he was, if he got a good commitment last Saturday, it would jump start. The I, I see your point there. I do. I believe the same thing, but we just got to get through spring practice. Yeah. Well, 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 to me, I, I think it would have been great to get a recruit. I was just going to say, I think it would have been great to get a recruit. It would have helped some momentum because I believe there's a dead period now, meaning they can't really go out and recruit or talk to guys like they could. I think that's going to last about a month or something like that. Could be wrong. Something, anyways, something along those lines. But I just think it's a being, dead period. Yeah. yeah, it's a dead period. But if we're being realistic, I, like I told you yesterday, right? A lot of these guys are just now getting to meet Coach DeBoer and his new staff. They still were in the process of assembling new staffs. I know they've been on the road. Some guys probably met him briefly. You know, he probably went to high school. But, again, they haven't really had a time to sit down and really get to know him and build that relationship. So I think it's almost unrealistic to just say, oh, we should have gotten a couple commits from a, a big junior day. I still think, in my opinion, and I'm not being a chapsticker, I'm just being realistic, that I don't think you should expect immediate commits now, I still think you could have success without seeing commits because from what I've seen, a lot of guys were very pleased with how the visit went, and that's good progress, right? To me, that, that they're taking steps in the right direction. I'm still not going to be one of these sunshine pumpers and just say, like, oh, crushed it this weekend because, again, to me, we're, we're just throwing around words loosely because of what we want it to, to be or want it to sound like. No, I think we're making positive steps. We're doing the right things, um, and the results hopefully should come. Like I said yesterday, I think – as things develop, it'll give us more to to really, not not necessarily, uh, I'm not going to say criticize, but more to kind of assess. Uh, but right now, it's the thing is way too soon. But but and I, I still just, I, th- I think what it boils down to is people kind of just want things to be what they want it to be, right? Just like we talk about like the coaching staff, like throwing the word elite around. I think that to me is almost just like, again, when I'm on a staff, like I was on a, a team with, Head coaches that are, you know, Mel Tucker, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, uh, the list goes on, right? That's uh, elite. Yeah, to me, that that's elite. And, and I know somebody, I think Johnny in the chat here on YouTube was talking about some guy that's like coaching analytics. I know I said I want numbers, but when I mean numbers, I mean like I want to – elite would be our defensive coordinator is the a top three, top five defensive coordinator – you know, the past several years in college football. Same with the offensive coordinator, special teams guy. He's responsible for special teams units that are, you know, returning punts, blocking kicks, right? Like that is when I started using the word elite. I don't even think the special teams guy had a good, good, good number. Well, if you look at his the numbers. guy that came from Oklahoma, he was like an analyst. I don't know who's going to have what role because I know that William Inge, I think that's his name, the other guy that they brought from Washington was responsible for special teams at Indiana. I don't know if he did it at Washington. All I know is I think – 
it's okay if you you kind of question these people that are just throwing around, oh, we're killing it here, we're elite here. I, I think that's fair, but I think it's also fair to say it's too soon to be hypercritical. That's why I always say I'm, it seems like I'm boring because I'm in the middle. No, I'm just, I'm very transparent. I think I see, I'm a very understanding of both sides and that there's a lot of factors that go into these things. No. Real quick, I know you got other people. Can we have recruits on A Day games? Uh, you could, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, did I go to A Day? No, I thought you said it was a dead period. I was just wondering. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they you can go back talk up before A Day. Well, oh, that, or I was about to say, I think they can come on campus and go to attend the game. Yeah, so A Day is definitely big for recruiting. So. I'd imagine there'll be a lot of recruits there as well. I'll be here. I'll be your number one. He'd be needed to recruit me then, what y'all trying to say, since I'm not a fan. What do you mean? <laughs> wait, I'm kidding. Wait, what you said? Yeah, I'm just saying, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe heard, recruit yeah, yeah. me to make me a believer. Give me the gospel of Caleb. No, Moore. you're so hard-headed. There ain't really no getting to you. I mean, honestly, just going to wait till September. Yeah, there's, there's a way to get to me. No, yeah, I was about to say. Win some games, hey, hey, bro. About, we're going to wait till September, then maybe yeah, you'll see what you, you, you know. get to me. I'll be guessing what I would be. Like Mr. Miro, when I believe, I believe. Who's shouting Jayla Miro louder than me when everybody was against me? But, but hold on, though. Hold and, on, hold on. You didn't have that same energy. But you believed in Miro before he necessarily because I've seen, any... seen it. I've seen enough you saw going against practice, though. Yeah, but going against SEC situation. players that are better than most teams in the SEC. I mean, that's fair, I guess. I've seen it. Yeah, I sure I did. Tommy, you know I've seen it. How much was I yes, preaching Jalen Miro? You, you praise him a lot, more than anybody, because you two rep Mr. Joseph. I guess I shouldn't mention his name, but... I forgot about know. that guy. Yeah. Oh, he did call. I hear. I heard him one day. Oh, really? He called Ryan's show after Alabama lost. Imagine that. <laughs> and said, I told you, Alabama never won a championship with a running quarterback. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> he did. I, I'm pretty sure oh, I, I heard that. I heard the show. Don't get me out. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm a boring caller. After yeah, about I mean, two or three that, months, nobody like, heard from him. And then I, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. This man oh, just no, comes out like the grave digger. I'm going to get in trouble for what I call no, them. They troll. Yeah. They're they troll. He's troll. funny, man. I, listen, but I, I think when Ryan finally realized this, that sometimes people say things you can hear their heart than just saying stuff, and I heard that a long time ago. Tommy from Ramos, we love you. We appreciate you, man. Bring me some Mississippi mud pie to A-Day. If I can get my little people from Nashville, make some. I don't know they coming down. They fussing at me. I don't know why. Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll get a dry ice down. We'll take care of it. All, All right, right, brother. Take care. Have a good one. All right. 134 on the dial. We had a break. Yeah. Christian, you mean you could have been coached by Indiana Hoosiers. I mean, that, look, I'm not going to sit there and make fun of them. Uh, because I ain't making fun. I'm just, that's just, well, no, you I'm got saying, the OC, I, you got the DC, all you miss is the head coach. Who's the head coach then? Was it Tom? Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, people uh, got to work their way up somehow. I'm just, I mean, it, it is kind of interesting that, yeah, just a few years ago, they're in Indiana. Now they're at the Mecca of college football, Alabama, but that shows that they've been, you know, improving they and doing put some the good work stuff. In. Yeah. yeah, they put the work in. All right, got to hit a break. We'll come back. How about Nate Oates? I think we got some sign from Nate Oates. He's talking about the matchup tomorrow. They got a big one. On the road, Auburn, the Booger Eaters. Can they get revenge against the tide in men's basketball? We'll discuss in just a moment.
website. See if it makes sense for your business. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a free demo of the Townsquare Business Management Platform. Visit townsquarelocal.com. That's townsquarelocal.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Nobody's long as you dreaming about me, ain't no problem. I don't got nobody just with you right now. Tell the truth, I look better under you. I can't Coming up tomorrow, college Miss basketball in the SEC, the Battle of Alabama. The Crimson Tide makes a short trip down to Auburn, Alabama to take on Bruce Pearl and the boys. They came here a few weeks ago and got beat down here at Alabama. And, uh, Tell you this, things could be different. Matter of fact, I probably would think they might be a little bit different because those boys are really good at the Booger House. Uh, so uh, <laughs> both teams are ranked. So you got the 12 11, wherever you put them, coaches or AP poll. That's Auburn. And then Alabama is at 16 behind the Gamecocks at college. Uh, I mean, the coaches and the AP polls. They will match up on. Tomorrow should be a very interesting basketball game. Matter of fact, Alabama's the last team to beat Auburn at Neville Arena back in uh, February. Isn't that crazy? In 2023, the Tigers are riding a 14-game winning streak at home. Uh, that's the 11th longest winning streak in Division One. So should be a great game. Alabama are getting some good news. Uh, Pringle, who was suspended, uh, will play in this game against Auburn. So that's some good news for the Crimson Tide. Uh, that game should be uh, set for 6 o'clock Central Time tip-off and will be on ESPN2. So should be a good game, Christian. I mean, this is a game. If you're going to win the SEC, one thing you got to do is go win on the road. And Alabama is the last team to beat Auburn at home on that long 14-game winning streak. They feel very confident there. The crowd is going to be crazy and noisy. It's a rival game. It's going to be tough for Nate Oates and the boys. But uh, it's a game if they protect the ball and continue to play defense. That is similar to what we've seen the last two or three outings. They'll at least have a chance to try to unseat Auburn at home and break that winning streak. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, I mean, I... I I know it's not going to be easy, but uh, again, Alabama's been playing some really good basketball. And then just going back to this past weekend, they played Mississippi State. I mean, they really, they've really turned it on. And I remember just a few weeks ago, Coach Oates was questioning uh, this team, just kind of trying to figure out if they had the right mentality, the right you know intangibles to you know be a, a great team. And I think they've responded well. I mean, look at a guy like Grant Nelson, who a lot of people are pretty critical of him, and you know he has you know his ebbs and flows, but. He's really, you know, done some good things, and obviously, and might not be coming from, you know, he scored well against Georgia in that game and had some big shots. But uh, really, man, like against Mississippi State, just some high effort plays, man. A lot of, a lot of stuff that, um, you know, is really good, taking them a long way. So I'm excited for. I'm definitely going to be tuned in, and I think, you know, if they can pull off, pull off another big win here at Auburn. Obviously, they'll help solidify them uh, within the SEC. But the good news is, I'm pretty sure they're already a lock for the tournament. So, I mean, this basketball team is really starting to heat up at the right time, and, and I, I'm expecting some big things from them. But speaking about Alabama basketball, you know who owes a former Alabama basketball player an apology? That's the Charlotte Hornets fan base, right? I mean, when Brandon Miller got drafted, the reaction was embarrassing on their behalf. They I mean, they, yeah, there's people like in their little celebration in their arena. Like some people were booing. The, the freaking mascot was like putting his hands on his head. I think they wanted Scoot Henderson. And I just remember watching that reaction. We talked about it on the show. I'm like, like what, what is wrong with these people? I'm like, they're getting a, a phenomenal kid. I know there's the off-court stuff that they might not necessarily have 
had all the information on and people were running with stuff. But I'm like, I don't think they realize how, how great of a basketball player they just got out of Brandon Miller. And even a great kid, man, I, I, again, I know that, that whole situation, but if you really dive into it, um, you'll kind of, you know, be able to kind of understand really kind of the facts. But with all that being said, man, Brandon Miller has been, been lighting it up. And just as recent as yesterday against, I think he dropped the season, a career high, season high, like 35 points two games ago. But then, you know, playing against the Lakers, I think, uh, I mean, he just, another, you know, huge performance. I just, man, I, I love watching him play. He's a dog. I mean, yesterday came up short. They lost to the Lakers 124-118. But uh, Brandon Miller definitely had another big-time performance. I'm just happy to see him doing his thing um, at, at such a high level so early on. And I, I just think the, uh, the, the the Charlotte fans honestly owe him a major apology uh, because they did not show him the proper respect when they drafted him. But I don't know if you've been watching much of, of the Hornets, but... Nah, well, I've seen the highlights. Um, but he's balling, though. Nothing. Um, I think, yeah, he's definitely getting in his groove. I mean, and again, when you get to this point in the season, it's like any professional sport. You, you, you're not a rookie anymore, right? You become kind of a veteran because you now you adjust to, you're used to the speed of the game, used to traveling and, and your time frame and every Because all that stuff matters. But I think you become, a, you, you become comfortable um, and you grow up. And I think that's what we're seeing with Brandon Miller. He's growing up. We know the skill set in which he possessed. I mean, that stretch, he can he can handle the ball. He can shoot the three. He can finish at the rim, dribble drive. You know, he can he can do different things. He's long. He's got that wingspan. A very good athlete. So, you know, when you got a guy that, um, especially in the NBA, when you play a lot of one-on-one, you can definitely, you know, as a coach, you know, create matchup problems and things and such like that. And I think he's done an outstanding job for the, for the Hornets, and I think uh, uh, wasn't uh, Anthony out for a while? Uh, the Hornets' best player. I think he's back now. But um, is it oh, Anthony or what? Lamelo? No, no, no. Excuse me. Um, what's uh, Ball? Yeah, Lamelo Ball. But you're thinking of Carmelo Anthony? But no, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, yeah no, Lamello but Ball, yeah. I will say Brandon Miller last three games: 28 points, 35, and 33. And LeBron had high praise from from. Uh, excuse me. LeBron had high praise for Brandon Miller. He said, I love what I see from him. So, I mean, he's definitely uh, putting the NBA on notice. But I think us Alabama fans, they got to watch him here. I mean, saw how talented, you know, he was. Well, I don't think we're shocked at what he's doing. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I think that tandem between him and LaMelo, man, I think the the, the future is bright for Charlotte. We'll, we'll see, uh, you know, moving forward. But hopefully um, hopefully we can get our other Alabama guy in Charlotte Bro, some love and some help. That's Bryce Young. It's the Hornets. You don't don't hold your your expectations no, no, I, too I, high. No, I know. But I'm just um, saying that, that that's two very talented young players in that organization. And if they can keep building, they might be brewing something special. But I'm telling you, the the guy who really needs some love and support is Bryce Young. I hope this new coach that they hired, Canales or whatever, however you say his name, or um, I think Tampa Bay's offense coordinator. Yeah. Hopefully, he's the right guy for the job and can help Bryce out because it was tough watching Bryce just get annihilated. And people just teeing off on him, no help. I mean, it was just, it was bad, man. But yeah, I mean, they, they, David Tepper's not well liked here in the Carolinas right now. And you look at the <laughs> what the Panthers has done. I mean, all the coaching changes. I mean, you had Ron Rivera who drafted you, and you know, then what was just a dumb, dumb decision by firing him uh, at that time and bringing in, you know, the college coach. 
uh, you know, now he's gone. I mean, we knew that wasn't going to work. I mean, you know, now he's back at the same juncture again. I mean, um, that's just tough for any organization, tough for any organization. Uh, but you got an offensive coach that's done well of, you know, coordinating the last couple of years at Tampa Bay, and I think that Seattle, even before that, uh, quarterbacks have done well in the system. So I think Brian, uh, you know, Bryce will benefit from doing that. He's a smart guy. You know he's going to take advantage of this offseason, spend a lot of time in the film room with his coach and learning the system and that. You know, he's a winner. He understands what it takes to be great. And I think there's no doubt in my mind that he'll put in the work that he needs to do to be to be better. So we'll see. It, it is the Panthers. It is the Hornets. I mean, I mean, they right up the road from where I'm at. Uh, I think they're both. I think they're great sport towns. I think they both get great, great support. But at the same time, you don't. You just come to not expect winning at a high club. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is kind of embarrassing. Not gonna lie to you. I mean, I you, I hate to say it, you just don't expect much right now from either of the pro teams in Charlotte. But hopefully we turn that around soon again. I got I got hope that Bryce Young can get some help and they can start making some progress. Defense hadn't really been an issue too much for the Panthers, but offense, man, has just been a struggle. But I'm not gonna lie to you. As much as I love Bryce Young, I, I, I'm, I'm watching C.J. Stroud, man. I'm like, this dude is playing some good football. And I know. He has more weapons. He's in a better You're situation. You're saying that they made the wrong pick. I'm not saying they made the wrong pick, but I'm just saying, man. I, I, You're I, not saying it, but you really saying it. No, no, I, no. What I'm thinking is I, I hope that they can help Bryce out soon because if, if he doesn't have a better year this upcoming year, it's going to start looking like that. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, I think anybody they start that, using the B word. No, I don't think they'll call him a bust. I mean, I, I think it. I mean, I'd hope they wouldn't because every, everybody here at Alabama. They talk about him as if he's the greatest quarterback they've ever seen. I'm not kidding. Like that, That's how highly people think of Bryce Young. I just think he needs to be in a better situation. I th- that's all it is. But I do know how the NFL works. And you generally only have two or three years. They don't really care about the situation. That, like, not, not many people really care. Oh, well, he was on this. Not many people take that into consideration. So hopefully they help him out, man, because you, you know people are going to start. If, if he doesn't produce, you, know, you and I both know how this works. If he doesn't produce... This next year, people might start trying to throw around that word, even though I think it's still way too soon, but they, they do that. Real quick, before we go to break, I want to remind you about our friends at Off-Road Performance Direct right here in Northport, Alabama, 4751 Lake Sherwood Lane. Again, if you're in any type of need of, of a lift kit, wheels and tires for your trucks, SUVs, you got a Jeep, you want light bars, all that good stuff installed, contact my friend Michael at Off-Road Performance Direct. Again, that's 205-310-1823. They'll take great care of you. They've got all the rims, tires, all that good stuff that you can think of to get your ride looking exactly the way you want it, get it suited to go off-road, hunting trips, all that good stuff. So contact Off-Road Performance Direct. Again, it's 205-310-1823. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Match Sports as we have a Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll also look at the Alabama versus the Auburn game as they head down to the Plains to try to get another big win. We'll also break down Coach DeBoer and his current staff. Maybe do a little comparison game between this staff and the potential it has versus the 2015 Alabama staff. 
We'll talk about those things and more. The phone lines are open at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama on the hotline. Look forward to talking with you. Join us Monday. Friday. You are in the running to win this Friday. $1,000. Just download the Bet You app right now in the App Store and sign up for an account for your shot at winning. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky this afternoon, the high today 63, fair tonight the low 36. Tomorrow and Thursday, partly to mostly sunny both days, highs between 61 and 64. Friday, cloudy with a few showers during the day, the high 66. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Switches. Got me feeling like a ball hog. I don't pass it when I get it. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. And welcome back into the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9. 12.30 a.m. WTBC. We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Remember, this show is presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, head on over to the Good Feet Store. They'll take great care of you. Those premium art sports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate all types of pain will help you out tremendously. So don't, so don't forget about the Good Feet Store. Give them a shot. It's try before you buy, folks. You've got nothing to lose. I promise you will not be disappointed. If you're in Tuscaloosa, head on over to Midtown Village or go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment and find the nearest location to you. Again, that's good feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. Our guy Adam Lamparello is in our YouTube chat, and he's got a, a massive super chat. So thank you so much, Adam, for the super chat. We always appreciate you guys' support. And uh, Adam's question is, given that we have a lot of inexperienced players on defense this year, what defensive scheme do you think should be adopted to bring out the skills in our players? So really good question from Adam there, Um, because that is something you kind of want to consider, you know, trying to we heard Coach DeBoer talking about, you know, adapting his his scheme or his philosophies to their talent. Right. And I think that's what all a lot of good coaches do that brings out the best in their players. We saw Tommy Reese kind of develop that mindset midway through the year with Jalen Milrow. He adapted to Jalen Milrow's skill sets and we saw a lot more production and effectiveness in our offense. That being said, defensively when you think about it um it you you can try to call things to kind of help younger guys out not put so much pressure on them or put them in situations where they have so much responsibility um somebody said shout out to adam you're the man yeah adam is the man so adam to answer your question or first so kane womack and i've talked about it before but just refresher or if someone's just now tuning in so his scheme is a spot drop type of scheme, zone-based, like true zone type scheme that is very covered three reliant. They, they play a lot of covered three, right? A lot of single high safety. And so, and, and it's a personnel-wise, it's a 4-2-5. Well, the thing with that is the 4-2-5, that's not the thing. But the biggest difference is Coach Saban was always more so a cover two shell, right? Pattern match. This is like completely different. This is single high safeties, um, cover three. You're expecting a lot. The corners have a lot of responsibility, right? They've got, like, those islands they're responsible for. You've got that one uh, high safety. So to answer your question, man, I don't know if you can change it up too much because that's this guy's defense that he's that he's always running. He calls it a swarm defense, Adam. So I don't know how much he'll change it. But he's got to know that he's going to have to have some corners that he can rely on. There's going to be a lot of stress on those corners. A lot of stress on that free safety back there. 
Um, and so it's, 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 it's hard to say to answer your question, really. But if it was me, I personally, I'm just, I'm way more of an advocate for a too high shell, right? I like pattern matching just because I just, I feel like you're just vulnerable to get picked apart when you're just spot dropping. I get that you're reading the quarterback's vision and you're trying to, you know, mesh and gel to, to different routes. And, and, but it, to me, I just, I'm a very strong proponent of, of the pattern match defense that we ran. And I like split safety shells or, or two, two high shells. I just think you're protected over the top a lot better. And in my opinion, they're just, I mean, people are going to have pros and cons of each. I mean, do you have a preference yeah. for what you prefer? I, I, people know I this. I love, I, I love our split safety. I love our two high shell. I love pattern match. I love everything about Coach Saban's defense. I'm going to be biased. But let me ask you, do you have a preference? I, I didn't like Coach Saban's defense. You are tripping. I didn't. And I told tripping. you this before because when you're talking about pattern matching, and a lot of people don't understand, that, we also, like, we played zone, but we can, that zone can turn into man. Right, especially in the red zone, that's basically what that means. I mean, if you're playing zone, let's say you're playing cover four, cover two, well, underneath at least, uh, the, the, the coverage turns in demand based on what they're doing from a route standpoint. Right. But you, I, I don't like it from the standpoint of all the mistakes. I thought, and I'll say it, and I'll keep preaching it from the, the mountaintop, that Coach Saban's defense became too complicated for these uh, these younger, he's, and Adam talking about young kids, they could not understand, and therefore they made mistakes. And therefore they played slower. They were foot behind. They were chasing because they didn't have a, an identity of really who they were and what they were supposed to be doing. Therefore, I did not like the defense. I think it's when you're talking about spot dropping, basically when you know if it's zone, we're playing zone. Right, if I know I'm a Sam linebacker, outside linebacker, and I'm buzzing to the flat, that's where I'm going. And whoever shows up in the flat, whether it be the, the fullback, tight end, or receiver, that's who I got. If I'm a hook drop, dropper and I'm playing inside linebacker, I know I'm dropping 8 to 10 yards in that uh, hook curl area, and then people that invade that area, that's who I got. I don't have to think. I have to see pass. I recognize pass. I get my tail back into my drop. I got my head on the swivel. I'm looking around, and whoever penetrates that area, I blow up. That, to me, is simple. That, to me, allows you to play faster. So I don't know much about Coach Womack and his defense, the 4 but I do. If I'm going to play zone, I'm going to like zone. Unless I simplify the pattern match, which I've always said, in the red zone. Let's play cover four, man. And we do what teams and offense like to do today in college football, NFL football. What do they do? They play bunch. They switch, they motion, they create bunches, they try to pick you, which is a big... Alabama lost the national championship game because of, of uh, Hunter Renfro picking Tony Brown, and they lost the game. Well, guess what? If you didn't have pattern match there, or had pattern match rules, which means, hey, if they motion to or line up in bunch, guess what? We automatically, we check zone. If you're the widest guy, you're a curl flat guy. You got the widest of the widest. If you're number two, you're the inside guy, you got that area. If you're number three and you're further inside, you let that guy just come to you. And you know what that does? It simplifies. Nobody's getting picked. We had Nobody's, that, huh? We did that. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. We, no, we did that. Yes, That's why they go got, to zone they on, didn't do it on because bunches. They got picked because Tony Brown was Dude, trying to chase think? Hunter. <laughs> Hunter why was Tony Brown chasing Hunter Winfrey? That means he was chasing him. When, you, when you're spotting, when you check zone, 
You're not chasing. We did that. You are defending we, an area. We did that. We'd have a bingo check, and that means, like, for instance, well, I would all I'd beat up the point defense. guy, and I'd go first to flat. That's what I'm trying to they tell you. We got to get some smart players. That. You, you, you think it's smart and it's successful as Coach Saban has been. You, you think he would just not understand that? Come on, man. All I can tell you, well, it's not smart that you don't change because you've got several games, including the Rose Bowl, where your guy screwed up. And it cost you the that game. That was a freshman that just didn't take his assignment. That's what I'm saying. So not don't tell me I'm wrong. That's on the players, not a scheme. We got to get out of here. Appreciate everybody listening on the Miller's Edge right here on YouTube, on Tide 100.9, the app, all that good stuff. Oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Make room for Ryan Fowler. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Again, this has been the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts, the home 